This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 132 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, the real horsewives of HRN. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. This episode is also sponsored by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's brand products, and you can find them online at uncle-jimmys.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. everyone, this is Helena B, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is a special episode for you, dear listeners. Well, it's actually a special episode for me, too. Uh, many, I don't want to say many years ago, but many moons ago, Glenn and I uh, thought up this special episode idea after our Valentine's Day episodes, where we were talking about relationships and singles and being married and all that stuff. So we thought it would be fun to have these sort of sub-episodes, one that features horse husbands and the other that features horse wives, where we get together and we dish about our better halves in life with or as a deranged horse chick. (laughs) And uh, I do have with me today three deranged but lovely horse chicks. Uh, Yes, we we all eat, sleep, and breathe horses. Uh, My guests today are all bright, beautiful, and highly intelligent women who do occasionally act like 12-year-olds. There's no denying that. So today's episode is all about the ladies, but before the dishing and the drama begins, we're going to hear from our title sponsor, Omega Alpha. Well, Helena, Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And I have on the line here Kyle Carter, who is an international eventer and well-known throughout the eventing world, who uses Omega Alpha products. Kyle, I understand that you started using uh, Omega Alpha about a year ago. Yeah, I've, I've been using it for about a year and have noticed a remarkable difference in the horses that have been on it. And then um, if, they've, if they've come off of it, the horse's health always has been better on it. Um, it's one of the few supplement companies that I wholeheartedly believe in. Well, thank you, Kyle. You know, Omega Alpha brings consumers the perfect marriage of nature and science. Look for all of their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. And many thanks to you, Omega Alpha. Now, let me introduce each of my guests to you. First, we have my dear friend and fellow horse science nerd, Jennifer H., Jennifer is an HA Pony Club graduate and a lifelong horsewoman with an encyclopedic knowledge of horses. Her greatest asset, in my opinion, is her love of sharing her knowledge with anyone who will listen. And, uh, yeah, she just happens to be married to America's most famous horse husband, our very own Glenn the Geek. Glad to have you, Jennifer. Thank you very much. (laughs) All the pressure here. Um, Um... Encyclopedic knowledge of horses. Oh, just accept oh, gosh. it. Just accept it. <laughs> I'm the Wikipedia of the horse world. Is that it? You are the Wikipedia. And probably just as accurate. We should call you Jennifer Britannica. <laughs> God. I know, that please. was corny. So tell us about how you came to be uh, married to Glenn and, um, and how you retain your sanity. Um, well, the first part is easy. We met at uh, a Renaissance fair. I had the day off because it was raining. And he was at the Renaissance Fair working, and he had really nice legs. So, you know, I picked him up. I picked him up. (laughs) Yeah. He was wearing, you know, the Renaissance Fair outfit, which really is a skirt. So when I met Glenn, he was wearing pantyhose and a skirt. Okay. It's better than (laughs) wearing pantyhose and a skirt after you've been married for 20 years. (laughs) But, you know, we, uh, and it it was all, it was all, you know, good from there. And I'm not exactly sure how I keep my sanity. I'm wondering if, if, uh, my version of sanity is just a little looser than others. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to find that out, aren't we? Over the course of the show, (laughs) we're going to find that out. 
Now, next up is my new BFF, Jamie Jennings. Jamie and I got to spend some time together at the American Equestrian Trade Association show in Philadelphia recently. And Jamie hosts the best morning show in the world with Glenn, and that is Horses in the Morning. Jamie's originally from Georgia and quite an <coughs> accomplished event rider. She's a seasoned radio host. She knows what she's doing, unlike me. And uh, she now lives in Phoenix with her brand-new husband, Chad. So together, they welcome each new day at Flyover Farm. Jamie just happens to welcome it a little bit earlier than Chad because she does have <laughs> to get up at the crack of dawn, before the crack of dawn, to uh, record horses in the morning. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I definitely get up earlier, and with this time change thing that's going to happen, it's going to be even earlier. So not excited about that, that part <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, are you a morning person or, or a night owl? I, I am definitely a morning person. Just I like to get up with the sun, not before the sun. I I, well, how cold does it get there? Because in, I know when it's really cold here, I don't want to be up before the sun is up. Does it well, I, I can't. I can't really complain about that. Okay, <laughs> I then think don't. in the grand scheme of things, we're pretty darn lucky in the in the winter. But the summer is pretty brutal. Mm, yeah, that's when you want to. Do you know you have to have you have an air conditioned house, right? Oh yeah, you would die. Yeah, you would die. <laughs> I would. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more about uh, how Jamie makes it through the, the hottest of hot and the, the <clears throat> coolest of cool as the course of this show goes on. And But I want to introduce, technically, she's our, our actual guest um, and because she's the only woman who doesn't work for the Horse Radio Network, and that's Kimberly Brown of Horse Capital Productions. Horse Capital Productions is a great company, seeing as their primary focus is to promote entertainment, education, and tourism for the horse industry. She has a very busy schedule, which included producing the <coughs> International Equestrian Festival during the 2010 World Equestrian Games, among other things. So I'm looking forward to hearing Kim's stories. Or Kimberly, sorry, Kimberly. I keep I don't know why I want to call you Kim. I, you feel like, you know, my, my old best friend. Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing Kimberly's stories from the road and how her husband handles not only her horse obsession, but her crazy busy schedule, too. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you, thank you. It's so great to be on the show, and I am definitely a horse lover and enthusiast, and my husband is not, but he has an interesting appreciation of it. We got married about nine years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada. We eloped, and uh, we're still going strong, so I can't wait to see what the questions are going to be and tell you all the great stories we've got when it comes to horses and husbands. You eloped in Las Vegas. That's kind of We hip. did. It was very cool, and the line to stand in in Las Vegas at the clerk of court to get oh. the marriage license is the funniest thing ever. It was New Year's Eve, and that's just a that's a whole other show right there, talking about what I saw in line. And actually, you um, to get divorced in the state of uh, Nevada, you cannot use your library card as identification, and they tell you that on the number when you call the clerk of court when you're trying to get your marriage license, and then they also say, by the way, you have to know the name of the person you married, the date that you married them, and you have a valid ID, library card, credit card does not count. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you have to know the name of the person. That's I know. It was just like that friend TV show where they talked about going to Las Vegas. It was really just like that. So, when they woke up we married to each other. Exactly, exactly. That was slightly more planned, but um, that's where it all began. Kimberly, I got to say, though, with you having eloped and me having planned an entire freaking wedding forever and dealing with family and everybody's wishes and it was a destination wedding and all the drama, I think eloping sounds pretty darn good at this point. <laughs> I recommend it to everybody. I would so totally elope the second time around. I had the yeah. same kind of wedding, Jamie. Well, before the dishing begins, we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's Squeezy Buns. Squeezy Buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. 
Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. And many thanks to Uncle Jimmy's. We do adore them. Now, let's get to the juicy stuff. So I put a list of questions <laughs> together for you girls. I hope you don't mind me calling you girls. Um, because really, I mean, I don't know about you, but I am eternally a 12-year-old. I'm, and I might look like a 42-year-old, but I act like a 12-year-old. <laughs> I can uh, testify to that. Yes, you can. And, and you know, and I embrace that. For a while there, I tried to hide it. But now I'm just going to embrace it because I am what I am. Um, all right, so first question that I would like each of you to answer is this. Um, well, uh, no, sorry, let's back up a minute. I want to hear from, from each of you, and we'll start with Jennifer. First, what is your horse life like now? Do you have a horse of your own? Do you keep them at home? Um, do you compete? What's your horse life like? And then how does your husband fit into it? So why don't we start with that? Jennifer. Uh, my horse life right now, I, um, we have a horse, Glenn and I, and I say we because Beaker came into our lives specifically because he could be shared. Um, this is the first time I've ever had a horse that, um, he's one of those anybody can ride at horses. And uh, it's really cool to have him because it's kind of brain free now. I ride for Hoots and Giggles because I help Glenn out with the Horse Radio Network full time. And it's really nice because when one of us starts to drive the other crazy, uh, the horse lives at a boarding stable very near the house, and it's like, oh, gonna go see the horse now. Uh, and so it's great because then we can get out of each other's face because we work out of our house and we're around each other all the time. So I can send Glenn out there to get away from me, and Beaker will take good care of him. And when I start to get sick of looking at Glenn, I can go out and hop on Beaker, and we can go cruising around the field or go play cowboy in the round pen. It's awesome. Now, how old is Beaker? Beaker is between 10 and 15. He's one of those unpapered horses that, that you peel his little lips open and go, he's in there somewhere. Right, he's old enough to know better. Okay, so... Um... So he's, he's pretty much a babysitter. He's our big babysitter. Yes. He's a lovely guy. Um, he'll do a backflip for a horse cookie. Oh. But he yeah. doesn't know. Isn't he? He has some very special. Um, well, we'll get, maybe we'll get back to this. See, I, I go off on a tangent. You give me a little tidbit about your horse, and I can take a whole <laughs> show and devote <laughs> it to that question. He's quirky. Beaker is quirky. We're having a good time with him. But, you know, quarter horses, you think they're just so even and consistent, but they really have this little um, inner personality that, that comes out. Right. Right? Yeah, he's, he's got his quirks. They're, he just does not wear them on his sleeve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie, what about you? You you have a farm, don't you? Uh, we do. We um, we got married last May and in June moved uh, to what we call Flyover Farm, and it's uh, in the West Valley here in Phoenix, um, and it's awesome. I, I have... I do the horse radio network in the morning and then I teach lessons in my backyard and ride my horses uh, throughout the day. So my life is absolutely perfect. I can't complain. <laughs> um, I know you hate me. That's fine. We have uh, Chad and I together have four horses. Uh, we have a warm blood that I event and I do compete him on a very regular basis when he's sound. Um, <laughs> and um, then we also have a thoroughbred that was a rescue that we are, uh, we, I, th this one's me, uh, that I am. I'm putting my life in his hands every time I ride. Uh, and then we have a quarter horse that is an absolute angel that my husband actually bought. Um, it was one of those, you go out and you see the horse and it's nothing like it was advertised and it's in a horrible place. And um, he's 10 years older than they advertised and he's blind in one eye. Uh, but uh, Perfect <laughs> I'm for like, your husband. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, let's get out of here. Chad's like, we'll take him. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you'll take him? He's like, but I thought you like to rescue animals. I'm like, dogs, <laughs> they're cheaper. <laughs> so we have a 25-year-old one-eyed quarter horse that literally eats more than any other horse. His shoes, he gets his special orthopedic shoes that are expensive, and he is an absolute angel. Anybody can ride him. He's a sweetheart. And uh, he's he's very happy to be here. He's very appreciative. And then we just have a rotten little pony that, uh, you know, we have. <laughs> you have like the per that's like the perfect collection: warm blood, thoroughbred, quarter horse, and rotten pony. You do have the perfect life. I want to be you. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> and now, Kimberly, who bless your heart, you were, you're connecting with us from an airport in New York, aren't you? <laughs> I am sitting in the airport, absolutely. So, 
just um, always an adventure with me for sure. Well, so, well, <laughs> Good to be here though. Uh, yeah, well, what you have this adventurous life. What Do you have a horse right now? What does your husband do with it? What, what's going on there? Well, my horse life with my husband started just before we got married. And I said, buddy, it's a package deal, but here's a prenuptial agreement. And I just want to be really clear that this is my truck, my horse trailer, my horse, and my dog. And um, here you go. And he laughed. He said, sure, whatever. Did you really you really have a prenup? You have a prenup that puts that in there? I really, really did that. I'm always very business-minded, and that was the first thing that came to mind. And I was like, nobody's interfering with my horses and my – because I worked really hard for this. So he signed right away, laughed, and said, sure, honey, whatever. Let's go go to Las Vegas. And that's how it started. So I've had several horses along the way. And actually, in this past year, my work life was so very busy that it was the first year I did not actually have my own horse to ride. So I've been riding. And I went this week and heard one of her horses actually rode both of them that week out there. And I was on her younger one and trotting around. And she goes, Oh, yeah, so the four-year-old you're on, I've only ridden him three times since September. Hold on. And I thought, oh, great. But I was wearing my hard hat, so I was following that proper protocol and had a great time and a great ride. And I came home smelling like horses and dirt and manure and everything else, but my husband saw the big grin on my face, and that's really what makes it all worthwhile from him. So he doesn't really get into the horses as much, but as long as I'm loving it, that's how it fits in in our married life whenever it can. So have you been, do you, have you had more chances to ride since then? I have recently for sure. This week was great. And actually this week I also found out that my old show hunter that I rode a long time ago is still alive with the friend that owns him now. And he's 23 years old in North Carolina. So I'm really happy that he's still out there kicking around and in the field. So that makes me happy. Oh, that's good to know. I know it does make you, you worry about them. Even when they leave your care, you, you still... You're still connected to them. Right. Okay. Now, now this is where we get kind of juicy <laughs> or ice creamy. Which, I don't know. Here's my question. If you had to use a Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor to describe your marriage, what flavor would you pick and why? Now, the options you have to choose from are vanilla, chubby hubby, peach cobbler, buried treasure, Jamaican Me Crazy, and Turtle Soup. So let's start with Jennifer. Oh, thank Why do I have to go first? Um, for me, it's going to be Jamaican Me Crazy. Definitely yeah, that, Jamaican Yeah, that kind of describes our life. Um, now, mind you, just like when you eat the Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor, you say it with a really big, satisfied smile on your face. But, yeah, Jamaican Me Crazy, where the hell did we park the car? Those are really common in our home. Ah, I can see that you're making me crazy because I don't even live with him. And he's making me crazy. Well, he's, he's got this thing where his, his little brain goes at about 9 million miles an hour all the time. Oh my gosh, it does. And he gets very frustrated if you don't keep up. Yes. Yes, (laughs) he does. He does. You know, he'll be, we'll be talking about something and there's a pause in the conversation and you know, he's, he's. 15 miles down the road in his brain and he starts in on something else. And I'm going, wait, stop. Who's he, who's she, and where's there? Cause he tends to use a lot of adverbs, adverbs that way. Sure. And, and then he looks at me like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a good thing. Um, he's, he's good natured. He's good natured. And that's one of the things that's been really fun over the years, because before I came along, the only thing Glenn thought a horse was good for was slowing down traffic in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. You know, he was not a horse guy in any way, shape, or form. That's a skeleton in his closet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he did not like horses at all, whatever. (gasps) No. No. I thought he at least had some affection for them. Yeah. Um, And that mindset, that ADD going around like a ball inside of a ping pong machine or or something. Pinball machine. Pinball machine. That mindset is very difficult for a horse because they're not that way. So it was it was really a very steep learning curve when first when Glenn first came into my life for him to be around horses because he kind of has to slow himself down oh, yeah. and he's not good at it. 
the slowing himself down part. Hey, I, you know what? I can really empathize with that. That's a, that's probably my biggest challenge when it comes to horses. When you're, yeah. you know, when you're built like a design, like a firecracker, it's, it's hard not to have a hot seat. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jamie, what are you thinking about Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors? um well my favorite flavor of ben and jerry's just happens to be chubby hubby but um my husband is definitely not chubby (laughs) um but i you know i've been thinking about this while i'm sitting here and i i my other favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla you just can't go wrong and to me vanilla says happy and normal and smooth and creamy and happy and uh, so i would have to say we're vanilla because we are so We'd never fight. I mean, we, we just, we get along. We're like best friends. He helps me when I need help. I help him when he needs help. It's just, it's a very vanilla life and I love it. Oh, it's kind of peaceful and, and low peaceful. stress. Vanilla yes. is low stress. It's not complicated. I'm going into diabetic shock here, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We make everybody sick. We're just we like, like, we went skiing last weekend and came home a day early just because I had already been out of town the weekend before. I was just kind of ready to come home and there's maybe a storm coming. So we just thought we'll get out of here. So we, we come home and all of my friends say, what happened? Did you guys fight? Why'd you come home? <laughs> and what'd you say? My, I, I'm like, no, we, we didn't. Everything's cool. We just we just wanted to come home. They're like, you had to fight. What'd you guys fight about? I'm like, no fighting. We don't fight. <laughs> so we're very vanilla that way. All right. All right. That's good. Well, see, the good thing about vanilla is that you can always add something to it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, good. you can add, like, anything. You know, it's, it's, your, it's a good foundation. It's a great start. And, you can and what about you? Uh, I want to know what yours is, so don't think you're getting off the hook. All right. Well, um... This is, you know, I think the world revolves around me most of the time, so I picked my favorite flavor, turtle soup. Um, I guess, I guess um, it could be buried treasure or turtle soup, and I'll tell you why. Because now that we have horses at home, I have, my husband's very hands-off with the horses. He's, you know, says, this, they're your thing. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to interfere. That's... That's his what his words. That's his his secret code. I don't want to interfere, which is I don't want to be bothered. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. That's your thing. But now that they're home, he's really, um, he he's out there enjoying them. Like he'll be, he'll go out and um, at night and after I tuck them in, you know, I, I put them in, I bring them in for for dinner, and I, I lock them up in their stalls. But then you know, eight thirty nine o'clock, I'll find him out there giving them carrots or peppermints. He's in his pajamas and his muck boots. Aww. And, um, you know, I bought him a pair of muck boots for Christmas. And can hey, Helena, can you post a picture of him in his pajamas and muck boots on I your will. Facebook page? <laughs> see I that. Will. He's a little stealth though, so it's going to be kind of hard for me to get a picture of him. But I will try. He goes. It's really dark here in Little Compton. There's there are no street lights. Um, there are no like people don't even leave their house lights on. It's just very dark in the country. So he will sneak out in the middle of the night. Uh, so I have to wait for there to be a full, a full moon, then I'll catch him in his jammies. So I, anyway, so I bought him these muck boots and he just, and he put them on. He's like, oh, great. She bought me a horse present, you know? And, (laughs) you know, a week later he's, he says, I love these boots. These are the best boots ever. Now I see him traipsing out to the barn. I'm mucking stalls. He says, oh, can I dump the wheelbarrow for you? Oh, do you want me to move some hay? Oh, blah, 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 blah. So he's really starting to get involved and I'm, I'm kind of surprised. So I think maybe even though turtle soup is my favorite flavor, I'm, I think I might have to go with buried treasure. Yeah. And Kimberly? Wow, you guys had great stories for that. When it comes to ice cream, I think I'm pretty straightforward, and I've got a simple answer. I'm going to go with buried treasure because even though I've been married almost a decade, there are always new surprises and new things to uncover. So I feel like we've got a relationship that is full of buried treasure. Aww. Aww. I know, isn't that sweet? I'm going to have to go eat a pickle after this episode just to (laughs) counteract all the sugar and sweetness. Although, Jamie, uh, you worked in the vanilla really well, I thought. Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, if we asked each of your husbands what they stand about your horse life activities, if they were dishing behind your back without you finding out what do you think they would say about you or your horses? 
anybody, whoever has the, the nerve to, to answer this question. I'm going to say my question is a little bit twofold with that. I would say the first thing that my husband can't stand about the horses and my love of horses is that it comes with a lot of stuff that he's got to move around. And case in point, I've got three giant pack trunks in the garage beside my car. The pack trunks are where his car should be parked, but he parked on the curb instead. (laughs) (laughs) A ton. And every time he's like, you've got so much junk and you don't even use it. You've got one saddle. Why are you getting another one? Or you've had these saddles 20 years. Why don't you ditch them and, you know, next time just get a new saddle. So I would say it comes with the junk and also the too clever problem solving. And that comes with when I had an epiphany at home and, I've got these two laboratory retrievers that shed as much as a giant horse. And I thought, gosh, you know, how do we clean out the barn to get the horse hair out? Because I want my hair or my house to be meticulous and dog hair free. And I thought, okay, drastic times call for drastic measures. So I got out the mini leaf blower and I opened up the back door and I started at the front and I absolutely blew all of the hair and dirt and grime and everything and kitchen counter just about out the back door and it worked but he thinks I'm crazy my neighbors think I'm crazy but it really came from you know what would I do if I were at the barn since apparently I was raised in a barn (laughs) (laughs) wait a second now if you if like our leaf blower, if I were to take it into my house, I think all the couch cushions would blow out the door. I would lose all the dishes on the table. I mean, everything. So <laughs> do you have to, like, pre-clean, I guess, to avoid this stuff? Spice racks would you be flying. Have... <laughs> yes, you do have to be tidy. And uh, I like a tidy household. So when I go through and I'm going to get the leaf blower out, I've got to tidy everything up. My husband is meticulous about a clean house. So all the things pretty much anchored down, bolted down, and then I just – turn on the leaf floor with a hundred foot extension cord oh and go straight to the house. <laughs> and I mean, it is turbulent. The neighbors just stand and gawk, but you would not believe the amount of dirt and grime that comes out of the baseboards under the seat cushions between the cracks and crevices and out the back door. Oh my I love God. It. That's I, fantastic. Know, I can just see millions of back doors being flung open right now and and all the household items just being blown out. Women everywhere are breaking out their leaf blowers. I'm going to try it. Hey, I'm, gonna I'm try. so trying it. Oh, I'm so trying it. Really, honestly, that's Kimberly, you surprised me. And I'm you're my new hero. A leaf blower <laughs> in the living room. You know, I've kind of fantasized about that, I have to admit. I do have these fantasies about cleaning my house away, clean my barn. Now, this is a question for – this is, has nothing to do with husbands. Is your barn cleaner – I mean, maybe Kimberly aside, you don't, you're not really working in a barn right now, but would your barn be cleaner than your house? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Mine's, like, spotless compared As to As if you us. need to ask. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a dumb question. <laughs> no, uh, we live in filth, honestly. We live in filth. <laughs> but, but our, our horse is I had a horse trailer for 20 years, the same trailer, and I could actually tell you exactly where you could find a hoof tick, a leg wrap, furacin, anything you needed exactly where it was in the horse trailer. It was completely, immaculately clean, but I probably can't say the same for my closet at home behind the closed doors. Yeah. (laughs) Could you, Kim, (laughs) if if push came to shove, Kim, could you find a can of spaghetti sauce in the pantry? I could, yes. (laughs) I couldn't. Not me. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't. You gotta. You, in my house, you have to move the dog cookies out of the way to get to the food in the pantry. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> or you can just use the leaf blower and blow it all out back door, and then you can just look at it scattered. There you go. <laughs> I I actually went out. I I have vacuumed my uh, aisleway with my house vacuum. With the house vacuum? Yes, I did. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand the, the, the. There's like this soft, silty, fine dust that was on my rubber mats. My my IOA is all just you know black rubber mats, and I just got so fed up with trying to get it absolutely obsessively, compulsively clean that I just broke out the old Sears Kenmore. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody until now. This is a, my first confession about that. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. So my husband. I'm going to tell you right now that. Um, that a year ago, before we moved our horses home, before we bought our, our little farm here in uh, Rhode Island, my husband's biggest complaint, and he, I mean, he would roll his eyes every time, and I don't blame him, was my complaining. Whenever I had my horse boarded someplace else, someone else was taking <clears throat> care of my horse, I would just 
rant and rave and bitch and moan nonstop because no one was taking care of my horse the way they should have been. So I think really, and honestly, he had every right to be annoyed with it, but I, it was just nonstop complaining. But since I've had my horses home, not a peep out of me. I Like Jamie, I feel like my life is perfect because I can feed my horses what they need to be fed. I can ride them anytime I want. I can just go out and let them muffle my face and, um, and you know. Smooch on them. Smooch on them. <laughs> and he says, you and we, I laugh, I say this all the time, that I heard on the, the Real Housewives, one of the Real Housewives shows, happy wife, happy life. And I really believe it, and my husband does now too. He says, honey, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. This is yeah. a man who has just given in. He's no. just resigned himself. No, no, I, I like to think of it as embracing. He's not okay. given in, he's embraced this new life. Yeah. Well, your husband's exactly right, because mine says, when the wife's not happy, nobody's happy. So as long yes. as I'm happy going out in the barn and riding, he's all on board with it. It's true. And it's easier to pay it forward. When you feel good, you can spread the love. Yes. So, all right. Now, Jamie, <laughs> you're still in the honeymoon phase. I, I'm thinking there's not a whole lot that Chad's going to roll his eyes about, but... Maybe there's a little something. <laughs> well, I think initially in the whole beginning part before we had the farm, he was really frustrated because I was never home. You know, you go to work and then you go ride your horse or you ride your horse before work. So you got to go to bed early so you can wake up extra early to go ride. <laughs> and I think it really frustrated him to not uh, have me home all the time. So while well, he fixed that, I ain't never leaving. <laughs> so... We have this farm, and I think what really freaks him out now is I just don't think he understood the cost associated with not one, not two, not three, but four horses um, and the shoeing bill. I think he doesn't understand. I mean, granted, I would love to have a horse that I could just trim and throw out. No, mm -hmm. all mine have to have four shoes all the way around, special rockers on my warm blood, blah, 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 the crippled old blind horse gets orthopedics the gel pads in there and squishes so um it would be nice to have a horse like beaker where you could just trim him and ride him but i don't have those uh so we've we've we tend to uh spend a lot of money with the farrier and i think that's the one thing that kind of irritates him now but he doesn't really what's he gonna do it's tough well, tough just tell my him money that, just tell him that the uh the hey the old guy's his horse it's, exactly. It's, it's his horse. It's your expense, buddy. I'm like, you're the one who bought the most expensive animal we have. He eats more than the other three put together. <laughs> oh, he needs all these supplements, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's his horse that's expensive. You know, you should go out and get him a little seeing eye pony for his one eyed blind horse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a job for the hackney. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> Love it. All right, now before we get on to some more dishy questions, we're going to take a quick break to hear from another one of our fabulous sponsors, Equestrian Collections. For over a year now, we've been telling you about all the cool things happening at Equestrian Collections and the variety and selection of products they have at fantastic prices. But today, we want to talk to you a little bit about their social networking and what a community they have built on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, you're going to find that over 20,000 fans are now following Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And, and the reason is they have a dynamic community built over there. You know, on uh, most store sites, most company sites on Facebook will just promote product and things like that. That's not what happens on Equestrian Collections. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But mostly it's the community sharing pictures, talking about stories, asking questions of each other. It's an active, vibrant community, like a little forum right there on Facebook. Search for Equestrian Collections on Facebook or stop over to EquestrianCollections.com for all of your horse and rider needs. All right, and we're back with more dish. I have with me today Jamie Jennings, one of the co-hosts of Horses in the Morning. I have Jennifer H., who is the producer of Horses in the Morning, and we have Kimberly Brown, who is fabulous horse businesswoman, and she joins us from an airport in New York <laughs> because she's always traveling, always on some kind of adventure. And of course, me, your host, Helena B. Um, we've been asking a series of questions of our horse wives that have to do with their their husbands and their relationships. And now I'm going to ask someone that's going to get uh, probably going to get me kind of flamed, but this one this one will be fun. Have any of you? 
had another woman, or man for that matter, hit on your husband? And if so, what did you do about it? But if this, this hasn't happened to you, what do you think you would do? Let's start with Jamie. Oh, no. Why me first? Um, yes, I have had that problem. Um, my husband is, is, you know, like I said, he's a fighter pilot, and he has his flight suit on all the time, and he goes around. And, and, and there's a lot of women that really are into that kind of thing, and I guess, uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. You might they, be one of them, Jamie. <laughs> I didn't. One. I didn't know he was a pilot when I married him, okay, or when I started dating him. I didn't know. I didn't know what it, and he did it. I thought if you were in the Air Force, you were a pilot. So it shows how much I know. Apparently, like, 0.2% of them are actually pilots. So I didn't know that. I was like, whatever, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but... I, I find that the best thing, the best way to handle women like that is instead of being a me, big mean jerk to them, I find that if you just engage them in conversation, they will find out like, oh, he's married to somebody who's pretty cool. And uh, I did this specifically with one woman who, uh, you know, threw herself on him in, a, in an event. And I was like, hello, you know, so I'm like, oh, what's your name? What do you do? And I just talked to her and talked to her and talked to her and acted interested, even though I wanted to pull her hair out. Um, <laughs> so uh, I found that that I thought would work until I find out that she called my husband at his work number <gasps> after that. So um, if we see that girl again, we don't have a problem. And it's just like, <laughs> we don't have a problem. <laughs> we don't have a problem because I was Can you nice invite to you. me? Can you invite me? <laughs> Call me up, Skype me, video Skype me when you, when you do see her again. Because That's the thing. So I mean, Southern Belle from Georgia. I want to watch. I want to watch you kick her up. You try to take the high road and be nice to somebody, and then, you know, she asks for Mama Bear, so she's going to get Mama Bear. <laughs> Mama Bear is going to come out. No. <laughs> I talk tough. I'm total of West, though. But um, anyway, yeah, so I find that that's the best thing to do. If another woman does actually hit on your husband, and um, it works maybe half the time. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good good idea, because you, you do. You, you dis... What's that? You disarm them by, by yes. becoming their friend. And then it, it's a little bit harder for them to hit on their friend's husband. <laughs> Keep well, y'all friends close and your enemies closer. I subscribe to that, indeed. <laughs> um, what about you, Kimberly? Has this ever happened to you? Oh, gosh. It has happened to me. My husband gets hit on all the time, and he just never even realizes that it's happening. And usually it's no big deal. But we were at a dinner party one time, and he was being hit on big time. And I was sitting across from him and just absolutely in shock and just sat there amused going, well, what am I going to do and be politically correct? So I'll just sit here and be amused because I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to play out well. Good husband. We have all got great husbands. But later afterwards, I said, honey, did you realize that that woman was hitting on you? And he goes, well, not really until she reached over and started squeezing my leg. And I thought, <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> See, that's when Mama Bear said, Come mama bear should be all over that. Yeah, Brown. that's like no, there's no diplomacy there. That's just, that's just well, a fist. Well, that's right. That's right. So, um, you know, he dismissed it and we both got a really good laugh out of it. And that's pretty much how we handle things. So I think all of us have great husbands that we can trust pretty well. So we can just sit here and laugh about it and, and say, wow, that's a really interesting situation. But that was definitely something that I sat there wide-eyed at going, is this really happening? I can't mm. believe this. That's what I would say is you're so shocked that somebody would actually have the nerve. The nerve. I, what do you do? What do you say? I'm in shock. This hussy <laughs> is hitting on my husband. Oh, my God. It was, a, it was a pretty bold move. I mean, I was right there across the table, and it, it was – it was really interesting. So, you know, if it happened to me, it's happened to somebody else too as well. But my husband and I got a great big laugh out of that and thought, well, well we certainly had a great entertaining time at dinner. Both of us for different reasons. You know, and that's the that's the kind of situation that now I've never I, I my I haven't seen anybody hit on my husband, at least not that I'm aware of. He he tends to be one of those guys who's a little bit oblivious. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe that's being like a little bit pregnant, but he, he's so, but the thing is, is if, if somebody, I have experienced people being so bold in other areas before and you're so shocked and you, me, I have such little experience dealing with people who cross the line like that, that I, like, I, I don't know what to say. So I react really stupidly. That's where <laughs> I get myself into trouble because I'm just so inexperienced at reacting to people who are that brazen 
you know, and I would either say something like, I don't know, dumb, just something dumb that would make me look like an idiot, or I would do something that's, you know, not very nice, maybe something that's kind of violent. (laughs) No. We should not hang out. We are dangerous together. But, you know, I'm really very um, forgiving. Like, I think my first reaction would be, uh, like you, Jamie, is what? Oh, I feel bad for this person. She's so twisted in the head that she actually has to hit on a married man. You know, I'd feel bad and maybe I'd want to befriend her, which I think is a great idea. But then then there's some people who, uh, and, you know, I always say I'm not really a good judge of character, and there are probably plenty of women, married women, who are better judges of character. So if you see another woman hitting on your husband, maybe someone better than me can tell whether or not that woman is coming from a place of insecurity herself yeah. Or oh, please. just, you know, Hussieville. <laughs> so if I looked at somebody, I might, I might say, oh, I feel so bad for her. She's so insecure, la, la, la. And then I might try to be her friend. And that would not be a good thing either. So I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I hope it never happens. Because <laughs> I might get arrested. You're right, Jamie. You might <laughs> get arrested. You, you know, it's a good, yeah. Uh, Jennifer, what about you? I mean, you, you have a pretty um, popular husband there. Well, yeah, um, and he came this way, so I can't complain about it, but Glenn the Geek, anybody who's ever met him of the female persuasion, he is a giant flirt. He's a six-foot-two-inch flirt, and he came that way, and early on when we owned our acting company, he played the king, you know, so he was kind of the, the central character, and lots of women would flirt with him and make passes at him, and for the most part, it was fun and games, but some of them were inappropriate, um... And particularly early on, I had a hard time with it, let's say that. And my first method would usually be to just take the lady by the arm and let me escort you to the door. But (laughs) I never, I'm sorry, Helena, I never went through that whole, aw, poor lady, she's feeling insecure. No, it's, aw, poor lady, she's going to have a broken jaw. (laughs) What a shame. We are sassy. You know what's funny, too? I think is if if somebody younger than me had asked my advice about that situation, the first thing I would say is take the high road. You know, talk to your husband. Have your husband handle it or be kind or do what what Jamie had advised. Um, But I think once you reach a certain age, (laughs) you've gone that route. You've done the diplomatic thing. You've taken the high road and you know that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so i've think- never taken the high road <laughs> I, I have i've tried i really do try to do the right thing but there's it, it's exhausting and there are times when you know what i've done that been there done that i think it's my time to just take this girl by the hair and, yep. and swing her around the barn <laughs> y'all don't so mess with us sometimes you just have to be a mayor Exactly. Yeah. I, I love mares because you always know where you stand with them. They're going to tell Not you. Not behind them. <laughs> right. Right. All right. We're, we're going to wrap up. We have two more questions. Uh, this one is kind of easy. Um, no, maybe not. If you're going out to dinner to a restaurant with your husband, these days, what will you be wearing? Heels or paddock boots, lipstick or hay in your hair? Let's start with Kimberly. Oh, okay. Well, I would have to say that I've tried to mix the look, and it doesn't work very well. So, you know, I've done the high heels lipstick, and I always invariably end up with a little bit of hay in my hair, which sends mixed messages. So, you know, most recently I went out to dinner in my barn-soaked paddock boots and grubby jeans and uh, just did a little bit of... uh, not even brushing of the hair, but went with it. So as long as I'm pretty committed to one look or the other, it works out pretty well. But I do like to do the high heels lipstick every now and then. Okay. And she pulls it off, too. I've seen her spiffed up. I know. She does. She looks good. Aren't you nice? She's a glamour girl. Yeah. yeah. yeah You're raising the bar for the rest of us, Kimberly, so quit it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you know, guys are hilarious. I'm just muddy and dirty and full of manure at the barn just like everybody else. So <laughs> I've definitely had my... Uh, my time with lots of dirt under the fingernails and eating lots of hamburgers sitting in the dirt in the middle of the tack room. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you do clean up well. You clean up very well. Now, Jamie, oh, I, I know think we you, all do. Jamie, you're a fan of bling. So I'm interested to see what you have to say. 
<laughs> Why? Because I bought a $5 ring at Ada? <laughs> Dude, that thing was like a lighthouse. It was I'm... pretty bright and sparkly. It was $5. It yeah. still it was awesome. <laughs> You're not supposed to and tell it... people how much you paid for it. Oh, Let I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. you know, a 10-carat ruby. Yeah, sure. It's a 10-carat ruby. It's awesome. Um, No, uh, I, I would like to probably say that before um, we moved into the farm, I was definitely a, we're going out. I'm going to put on my going out clothes. I'm going to put some makeup on. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to, you know, flat iron my hair or whatever. <laughs> and then we got a farm. And yeah, if we're going out to dinner, it's like, okay, as we're walking to the car, I need to go let the chicken, put the chickens to bed. I need to turn the horses out. And you can't do that in high heels. So um, I'm sure while he would love for me to dress more like a lady more often, um, I'm kind of like the, like yesterday, I actually went to the grocery store, forgot that I still had my half chaps on over my jeans. Okay. Like I, th- my lifestyle just follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I love the half chaps. Well, you See, even it depends sh- on where you live. That might be pretty normal. You know, they don't, you do. So Waddell, Arizona, you don't wear half chaps to the grocery store. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, Waddell, Arizona is where I live, and that's a very Western place. So oh. you can get away with wearing your big spurs to the grocery store. But half chaps, they're like, what are those strange things wrapped around your calves? <laughs> <laughs> it's something that helps me stay on my postage stamp of a saddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you have on spurs? No. Because that really confuses people. Oh, I'm sure. And then you yeah. go to bend down and you spur yourself in the butt. Uh, right, right. <laughs> what about you, Helena? Yeah, no, I don't spur myself in the butt. <laughs> um, at least, yeah, not on purpose. Um, let's see. What are we talking about again? I got so wrapped up in your <laughs> your Waddle, Arizona thingy. Um, what are we talking when about? You go- when you go out to dinner, do you wear you. and high heels or no. your paddock boots and manure? Thank you. I, no, honestly, I've been following every little thing that you said, and I completely forgot what we were talking about. Um, I am the type of person who will – I want so badly to wear high heels because I don't get to wear them very much anymore. You know, I am always dirty, always, always. – I go out to the barn in the morning in my pajamas and my um, wellies. And that's pretty much what I stay in all day long. <laughs> I'm in um, my PJs now. God, we're sisters. Oh, see. <laughs> so I want to wear high heels, but you know, Jamie's right. You can't go traipsing out to the barn right before you leave for dinner in high heels because you'll sink. You, you'll just sink. So yeah. um, I do throw on my um, – I have nice paddock boots and I have junky paddock boots. So I throw on my nice, <laughs> nice paddock boots and some lipstick. I definitely take the time to do my hair and makeup. But. I cannot leave the house without throwing my boys at least a couple of flakes of hay before I go. You know, just in case. Got to keep them busy. And so I invariably walk into some really fancy restaurant with hay in my bra, hair, (laughs) pockets, on my husband's, you know. Oh, that's really embarrassing when you're at a restaurant. You go to take your keys out of your pocket and the hay comes out with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter – and here's another thing too is everything I own, there's hay in the pockets. No matter how many times I wash it. And the thing is is when you put your stuff in the washing machine, it just grinds the hay up into smaller little pieces. (laughs) Polar fleece, man. It's the worst. Polar fleece. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Please, who invented – polar fleece was not invented by a horse person. No, it's invented for Snuggies, and that's about it. And why why people in the horse industry sell it and why we buy it, because I'm guilty. I buy it. I do, but, too. <laughs> duh. All right. Um, so I'm back on track. My ADD is under control, and uh, I think I'm going to wrap up with uh, with one last quick question. And is do any of you follow Bravo TV's Real Housewives shows? Hmm. I would have Go ahead, Kimberly, please. The that goes along with it that pops up on CNN, and there is a lot of that. Oh, I'll yeah. go to CNN to see you know, what the world news is, what our politics are, a little bit of entertainment news, and there's always something about real housewives on CNN. Well, I, I have to say that the, the real housewives is my guilty pleasure. I am I'm addicted. I fought and fought and fought becoming addicted, but I just I can't help myself. Uh, it, it's a train wreck every week, and I love to watch it. The only one I can't watch is The Real Housewives of Atlanta because they scream so much. <laughs> Just <clears throat> loud. Yeah. 
And that's the problem is I grew up in Atlanta. And so when the Real Housewives of Atlanta came on, it was a big deal. Like, oh, my God, we're on Bravo. Let's watch the show. So, like, tons of people I knew, we all watched the show thinking this is going to be great. I watched one episode and I was embarrassed for my city. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, they're a little uh, rough. Yeah, so I don't watch any of them. I love Project One Runway, though. Oh, there you go. Okay, Tim Dunn. <laughs> love him, right? Yeah, hello. I know, I know. And, well, okay, so I think that Bravo should do a pilot for the real Horsewives, and I think that we should be on it. What do you think? Would that not be a hoot? Agreed. Agreed? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm in. I would, I'm in. I'm in. So there you go. Andy Cohen, this is our, our shout-out to you and to Bravo TV. We want to see a real Horsewives franchise. You know what You know what the first the first one needs to be? What? Welly World. <gasps> oh. Real Horsewives of Welly World. The real that would be good entertainment. Oh, well, drama, you know about drama, my... Drama, drama, drama. Wait, yeah. what about The Hunt? That's going to be my TV pilot. I'm gonna That's going to be the hunt. second one, sure. Yeah, yeah, because talk about drama. That's yeah. drama and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, I and have horses. to say. And horses. And hor- Well, you know. But there's no drama with horses. It's always the people. It's the people. You know, and they, pay, they say, oh, horses are so unpredictable. Really? Not mine. And not the 600,000 horses I've met. Take a few it's- minutes. Get to know them. They're not that unpredictable. It's the freaking nut jobs that come with them. The people. Yeah, like us. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been over an hour. Um, We've been gabbing away here. Thank you to Kimberly Brown, Jennifer H., and Jamie Jennings for joining me today on this very special episode of Stable Scoop. Uh, We hope that you guys are all out there. You, our listeners, are are dishing the same way we dish, and then we hope you do it regularly and do it often. And um, we will be back next week with more of Stable Scoop. 